everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode. Fourth episode, yeah. yeah. Fourth episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Craig. And we are coming from you sort of live, I guess. We're yeah, live. sort of live, we're yeah. Live. You won't hear this till later. <laughs> um, but we're going to do something a little it's different. It's live for today. us now. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's fun about it. So, <laughs> this so I want to say one thing, and I, I, Craig, I actually didn't tell you this before. That's fine. Um, but we actually have had people like message me and tell me that they were impressed with our recommendations. And a few people have actually learned of new bands because that's, of our last show. That's awesome. That's yeah, great. So, actually, so we're actually like hitting our message. We're yeah. getting people exposed to things that we love and, and getting them exposed to new music, which yeah. is exactly I'm, the point. Yeah, exactly the point of this. I mean, we have fun. We enjoy talking about this. And we obviously keep our our ears close to the new music that's coming out. So I'm just happy that now other people are hearing it, too. Yeah, it's so great. It's I great hope that, this continues. Yeah, it's great that we're able to reach people. And again, if, you know, if you're listening to this now and you like, the, like our podcast and you know, have friends that like this kind of music, you know, share it with your family, share it with your friends get people to listen to us get people to rate us and subscribe on itunes yep. and, and just you know get us get it out there yeah we'll do we'll do another plug at the end um but yeah if you if you're listening on itunes right now uh please rate us hopefully five stars but that's up to you you that, know we obviously want to do well and getting that rating actually bumps us up in itunes library of music talk and all that kind of stuff so that's right yeah so so please listen yeah so we're going to do something different today um in our second episode, we talked about two artists, and we you know, went through some other things. Um, today, we are just going to focus on one artist, and Craig and I talked about it. We went back and forth on which bands to do, because we've, you know, we're going to be doing thousands of these podcast episodes, <laughs> so we're going to have so many bands to talk about. But we, we, um, we agreed on one that we both love, that's um, right. and that's A Day to Remember. That's right. Now, uh, this band, I started a little bit, so they're from Florida. They are. Um, what would you consider their sound to be? Sure. I, you know, I guess if we're going into, again, that genre thing again, I guess you could call them, there's some mix between pop punk and, and metalcore. Yep. They kind of vacillate between these two extremes there, but they do, they do it like no one else does it. I agree. It's it's a sound that when I first heard it, I was very very surprised that any band could pull something like this off. Yeah. Because you can imagine, like poppy people, bouncing along with this. Like I, I imagine when I heard the um, and we'll talk about it a little bit later too. But that cover of "Since You've Been Gone." Yeah. I was like, this is amazing. That's like they true. Took, they took a song that is extremely extremely poppy, but gave it that hard edge to it where anyone would still be able to listen to the song. Yeah, and it takes an extremely talented group of musicians to be able to pull off different genres like they do and do it so well. They play the metal, they play the hardcore stuff, they play the pop punk stuff, the more, you know, more rocky type stuff and and they they do it all really really well. Yes. They I, I can't think of anything that they don't do well. And in their later albums, again, like you said, we'll talk about this as we get into the later albums, but you really hear them starting to explore some different styles of music and, and, and really dive into you know what they can, expanding their breadth of, of what they, they actually do. No, absolutely. Now, when did you get started with them? When did you first hear? I probably heard them sometime around... 2007 it was it was probably right around that time and it it was the first two albums it was for their uh, you know for those of heart and um what was it and their name was treason. yeah their name was yep i should know this <laughs> yeah so it goes and their name was treason uh was 2005 five it and was then released. for those who have heart 
2007. Yep. And right. so that that marked the difference, right? So they got out there with a, and their name was Trees and they had a couple big songs off of that. So the the big one at least in my mind if we want to just dive right into this is you should have killed me when you had the chance. Absolutely. At, at least on that album that's probably my favorite song. Uh, I don't listen to that album a whole mu- uh, as much as I listen to their other their other stuff. Yep. But that that song off of in their name was trees, and they actually picked to redo that on one of the extended releases yes, of what separates. Uh, no, not excuse me for those of heart. heart. Yeah, yeah. When they re-released that, they re-recorded. Uh, I should have killed you when right. I had the chance. And I actually came along at a different at a different time. Actually, okay. So for me, I don't remember how this happened, but I believe I actually got into them in Homesick which was their third album, yeah, and then went to Newberry Comics and found both, well, the old record re-release of um, And Their Name Was Treason. Okay. And then got For Those Who Have Heart and just started listening from the beginning, basically. I think I had, I had heard uh, Downfall of Us All sure. from Homesick, and I was like, fuck yeah. This well, of course. Really, yeah, this band is damn Just good. even that opening part where they're all doing the yep. gang vocals yes. of the drums yep. is classic. Yeah, it's absolutely, and that's that's where I'm really pissed we can't play samples of music I know. on here. Uh, but yeah, that got me. So then that's where I just started listening to the old stuff and went right through. Yeah. But I was surprised from all of my underground listening to music that I had never heard of them before. There and uh, that's really what's surprising about a day to remember more so than any other band in this genre that I can think of. They're probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, that I can think of that has really achieved some sort of mainstream success. Right. Doing the hardcore type stuff. Now, again, I think a lot of the songs you typically hear, if you ever hear a day to remember played on the radio, or are, are some of their me- more mellow songs. They don't do a whole lot of screaming, but. Just for a band that does venture into that genre where they do the heavy stuff with the breakdowns, the screaming, the more metal stuff, but to get any kind of success on the radio is it says something. I've never heard them on the radio. No, okay, absolutely never. Um, maybe I wasn't listening to the right places. <laughs> I I know them from well, no, no, I I knew them from my own stuff, but then I started seeing them more in pop culture when I would see, believe it or not. Um, Remember the, or do you even know the uh, real world road rule challenges? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. They would always put rock. They were one of the only like shows putting rock or metalcore music on the backgrounds. Really, and they would tell you who the artist was from, so you could actually go look okay. them up. And a day to remember always had music in that. That's funny. So I that had no idea. Thing. I didn't yeah. watch that, you know, regularly. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's awesome. Again, same thing. So now, not even just the radio, but they're being played on television right. on these in these different types of shows, getting more mainstream exposure. Absolutely. Um, so you didn't you got into them at Homesick, I think. If you have the original of and their name was treason yes. I, and listen to that, what's really interesting about that is you really see this transition between that and uh, for those of heart, where and their name was treason is a little bit more raw. It's a little bit more unpolished. Absolutely, it's a little bit. I don't even want to say it's a different style than what they get into later, but again, you you really see this funneling out where they go from having this kind of narrow where they have they have a lot of breakdowns in their songs, a lot more screaming to Jeremy begins to sing a lot more and more and more as you go along, but still does the really heavy stuff. So it's one of those albums. If you get into it kind of like probably like any band's first album that they put out where you get this really raw edgy style from them and and their name was treason. And it's still very good. I think what got me on this album was uh, if you notice, they play those clips of uh, a different movie starting, you know, like, Oh yeah. And my, 
all-time favorite movie that I will be talking about at some point on Ian Hates Movies um, is Donnie Darko. Okay. So that very first intro is is part of Donnie Darko. Okay. So that I had no right. idea. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Donnie Darko. And oh. if that's one of your favorite movies, I'm now I'm going to catch some you, shit for it now. Yeah, yeah. First, no, that's <laughs> definitely going to happen. Uh, but we will skip over that for Okay. Now. But yeah, that first intro, that is from Donnie Darko. So they got me right away. Okay. And then I think they did... Um, they did the uh, Boondock Saints. Uh, they did do the Boondock Saints, point. and I've never seen that movie. I just know that the clip is from the Boondock Saints. That's a good, like, campy, fun movie. Sure, Especially I know it's Boston got, loves. I mean, people yeah, Boston it's love one it. of those movies that has a cult following. I yeah, believe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then I think another one was Shaun of the Dead. Okay, if I'm not mistaken. So they, you know, they interspliced those. Sure, it worked well. And you said your favorite song was what again? You should have killed me when you had the chance. That's I, probably my yeah. favorite. That's really the only one I ever go back and listen to from that CD, or that ends up on any of my playlists. Right. Unfortunately, and and not for any reason. It just nothing else really yeah, grabbed just, me off that album. I think for me, 1958. Okay, that's I another great that was, song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love it's and it, it'll come out again as we as we go through these. Uh, a Day to Remember was one of those bands where I can put on any of their albums and just go front to back. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, there's I, not did it many. Yes, I did it yesterday. What I did yeah. was when I was re-listening, and not that I haven't listened to all of this stuff. A hundreds, million. <laughs> hundreds of times, really. Um, what I did was I just got into my Day to Remember, like all of their stuff, and just hit shuffle. And it was just as good as listening to any of the albums front to back. Yeah. Because it's just one of those things for me that feels so familiar. It's... It, you know what I call my comfort music, right? Like when you want to listen to something that's going to chill you out, that's going to make you feel, you know, really relaxed or whatever. It is the music I put on. If yeah. there's anything that's really stressful, when I was in school, you know, you have a presentation coming up, you needed to listen to something. This was always my go-to. No, I can see that for sure. And a lot of people who are listening probably won't get that because when they want to feel mellow, they'll put on some classical music or they'll put on now, I the assume, slow pop. You I wouldn't so? assume that because I'm, I'm I think there's because people have told me that. I think <laughs> so. there's a lot more people like you and I out there who when so? they want to listen to something that's really relaxing that they do stuff like this. They listen to this kind of stuff. Oh, okay. So. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed because I've been told by a lot of people they're like, wait, wait, you listen to music with breakdowns and screaming even when you're happy? Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it actually makes me happy. I mean, that's what that's what works for me. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. It's the same thing for me too. It's like I I need that. A lot of times I can go back and listen to the mellow stuff, but really it it just really for more of like the exploration of listening to something different. Whereas if I want to feel comfortable, I listen to this kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And I um I actually we should bring it up sometime in another show. But I know there was that study done that said that um children or like um, adolescents through teenagers that listen to metal music they're actually more well adjusted oh yeah yeah, they, I've, yeah. I've heard that do you hear that yeah, yeah i've heard that no one believes study. it no one believes it when i tell them that but i certainly feel like it's true yeah you're not dealing with lyrics of you know like everything's great and we've got tons of money and things are going to work out perfectly you're what well, serves like, as an outlet right yeah, like yeah. It, it, instead of you going out there and getting all pissed off and you know you you have these bands that you can listen to that are out there screaming and their lyrics reflect how you're feeling and it's that outlet of you can put your headphones on you can blast your music and right. then you don't in turn have that kind of like you're saying they're more well adjusted you don't have that kind of backlash that you would normally have I, I don't know. I definitely see it for myself, at least. Yeah, no, no, for me, too. And that's the thing. As I just, well adjusted as I am, oh, right? Oh, and I would say out of anyone I know, Craig is the most <laughs> well adjusted. <laughs> All right. I guess these are too inside for people. Yeah. Um, but at least people will get it. At, sure. You know, some of them will. Um, so you want to go on to, so basically, and also one thing to note is that um, 
and their name was Treason was also reissued. It was uh, reissued. It was called as old album or old record. Yeah. Um, and that was something Victory did uh, and that they be- didn't really want to do. That's correct. So that's because when they released on their name is Treason, at least initially, they weren't signed to Victory Records. And then subsequently after that, for, for those who have heart, mm-hmm. we can kind of move into that now. This begins the Victory Records era of A Day to Remember. And again, still probably one of the bigger victory record bands that they've they've had over the years that oh, i that i can think of yeah. uh in my mind probably up there with treyu and silverstein and kind of in that golden age of victory records maybe on the tail end of it actually yeah probably tail end because yeah. uh it, you know victory records i think was a little bit earlier more like uh you know early 2000s through probably about 2003 four ish is at least in my mind when victory records hit their stride but for those who have heart is one of those albums front to back great album yes maybe one of my favorites from them it's really it's really hard to say but it, it might be mine i know my favorite all time a day to remember song is on this okay so that's yeah so i think this was the one i remember when i when i got into a day to remember like i said it was about 07 so this had just come out actually and i could listen to this and still can listen to this over and over and over again you I know agree. from that from their opening track to the plot the bomb the panhandle to a shot in the dark really you have all of these great tracks on For Those Who Have Heart that are, you know, some of my favorites, some of my all-time favorites. So what's your favorite track on, so on the CD? My favorite, I, I don't necessarily know why it stands out to me, but uh, Here's to the Past has always been my favorite. That one hit me, and I know you play a lot of guitar. Yeah, That yeah. was one of those songs I said, I have to learn this. Yeah. And I just love playing around with that song. So this album actually is one of those albums where, again, the comfort thing is if I want to if I wanna play along with my guitar, I just put this album on from the very beginning. All their songs are in drop C. I'll sit there and just kind of strum along to the whole album. And yeah, nothing, you know, you, you feel so much better right. after you do that, just playing along, not thinking about anything. Um, but yeah, fun. here's to the past is a great song too. Yeah. Now, do you have a favorite on this album? I really like a shot in the dark. Honestly, oh, that's, that's a great song. Probably yeah. my favorite song on this album is a shot. In the, I, you know, again, you know, I tend to to stay towards the heavier stuff. True. I think the opening riff of a shot in the dark that was one of those ones for me too. Kind of same thing. Playing guitar, it was like I need to learn how to play this opening riff because it's just it, it's a fun song to play. Yeah. Uh, and then they go into that breakdown at the end where yes. it's kind of like this off beat halftime syncopated breakdown it's excellent that's the other thing i can say about you know re-listening and you know they never leave my playlist i always have a day to remember absolutely and especially pandora stations they're always coming up um you can really and i don't know if it's just me but you can always i always feel like i can really hear what they're like each instrument almost yes where the drums are so there but the guitar is also overlaid so well that you're not they're not mixing together to make any it's just very easy to hear the differences. Yeah, if that makes sense. And maybe that's kind of what I was alluding to between the transition from and their name was treason to for those who have heart when you really see that and their name was treason is is this really more raw record where maybe things aren't mixed as well to you get to for those who have heart and you really start to see that you know you get these better balances of the instrument yeah. everything you're right everything is really present on there and jeremy's singing gets exponentially better correct for yeah sure that's one of the most yeah. notable things probably with this album between their first and their second release here is that yeah he really you know starts to really hone his voice as an instrument in addition to you know being able to do those you know really deep growls the screaming he does both the clean and 
the unclean vocals. Which is still crazy to me. I like that was something I brought up with Silverstein. Yes. When a person can do that, it just amazes me. It is amazing. It is amazing. So that's for those who have heart. Great album, cover to cover. Great album. Listen to A Shot in the Dark. Listen to Here's to the Past. I mean, just even even the opening track, when you listen to that, um, fast forward to 2012. Yes. Like, they're basically breaking the fourth wall down. They are. And they're thanking everyone for being there, but they're saying, you know, we're going on. Like, exactly. This isn't, we're not going to be stuck here. This is where we're going. And here's to the past to as much yeah. too, right? Yeah, like, it's lyrically, true. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like yep. that's kind of the same, the same kind of thing. Is yeah. like you know, and and right because they signed to Victory Records. This yep. was a huge turning point for them as a band, where they really started to take off here. Yep. Like you said, exponentially. The, the 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 production got exponentially better. Jeremy's voice got exponentially better. The uh, musicality of the band got exponentially better. Although they still kind of stayed pretty narrow genre wise in in yep. dealing with both the pop punk and the metal and the the post hardcore. Didn't really. Yep branch out too too much from that they've stayed very true to themselves I absolutely think. Yeah. i agree and, and that's and, something i enjoy yeah yeah and i think we'll get into that a little bit later in sure. the dispute with victory records yeah. is i think that was really telling of well, that characteristic and this seemed to be kind of the start because it, i had i had a quote from jeremy saying that basically this record was about um you know standing up for yourself people are just going to treat you like shit but you got to keep on going and I've always liked that message. And I think that goes back to what we were talking about before with, you know, um, like how you feel about how music makes you feel. And yes. Stuff. And I enjoy that kind of message. Like, sure. that's what I want to hear, you know, because that's what you're hoping for. You know, you're going to have fun and you're going to deal with shit, but you're still going to be going on. That's true. Yeah, they do. They do definitely stay true to themselves, true to their friends and their family. You hear it in a lot of, you know, throughout all of their works, but most, you know, most notably on their recent album. But yeah, all about, you know, you know, knowing where they came from and knowing where they're going and knowing what they want to do above what anyone else wants to make them do. So, yeah, it's, yep. it's really important when you listen to a band, at least for me, to, to listen to somebody who has such a, an excellent moral grounding. Yeah, and I, I want a band that wants to do what they want to do because normally that's going to translate to us that they're enjoying themselves and I don't want a band that's faking it because oh the audience says they really want breakdowns yeah i don't don't want that i don't want generic cookie cutter things and sometimes i do like generic cookie well sure but a day to remember has always stayed true to what they want to do and that for me that translates yeah and i think we're gonna you know depending on who's listening to this we may also catch some shit too because of how mainstream a day to remember for sure yeah yeah and i'm sure because there's, I think there's some people who would argue out there with us that if you listen to A Day to Remember and their hooks and how they kind of do the pop punk and the hardcore thing is pretty generic. I think there's people that would listen to this and say it's generic. But what I would argue back is that there is no one that does this variety or that sounds like A Day to Remember. You can search and search and search. You can call out all these other bands, these screamo bands, these even like most notably kind of now, right? The the band that really there's a couple bands that come to mind that really try to do this and they do it well, but they do it in their own style. It, Chunk No Captain Chunk comes to mind. Sure. And uh, Four Years Strong are the two bands that I can really think of. Set your goals also yeah. to some extent. And I would say I know you don't agree with it, but I hear it for some reason. Uh, Yashin or Yashin. I don't think I've listened to them yeah, enough to right, really right. comment. Yeah, the Scottish band. They're coming out with a new album soon. But I always got a little bit of this 
feel sure. with them. Sure. But yeah, that's just per- that's probably just personal opinion. Yeah, I think the other bands that I was really pointing to is the yep. bands like Chunk No Captain Chunk does all a lot of their work is while they're playing the pop punk stuff and going into the heavy breakdowns, a lot of their stuff they do in B flat or A. It's just some ridiculously low tuning. Yeah. For your strong and set your goals, stick more to the pop punk side, but they do have that really driving drums with the double bass going the whole time. The instruments really stand out. They throw in some metal, hardcore, kind of like sprinkling it in here and there, but they, they remain heavy. And, you know, they're, they're kind of counterparts here in, in, in this genre, I think. But nobody does it like A Day to Remember does. No, it's very true. And when I've seen A Day to Remember tour, they don't tour with anyone else that's like them. They, and I don't know if that's by choice or just because they can't find anyone. Like, I'm sure I'm sure Four Letter, uh, four letter Strong is... Four Year Strong? Four Year Strong. Ah, four Letters... Four letter, letter lie. lie. Yes, there we're we just go. talking that's about a, them before the podcast about. started. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't think they've ever gone with Four Year Strong before on tour. I could be wrong. I I don't know. I can't yeah. say for sure. But, but yeah, I've seen them with Pierce the Veil. I've yes. seen them with um, Attack Attack. Oh, that, yeah, as well. Which I mean, sort of. But I mean, back in the day, that was with Caleb. Yeah, so they were kind of moving in a different direction. And I've seen them once with Transit, Such oh. Gold, and Straight from the Path. Wow, and straight from the path is totally like they were the ones who came on right before a day to remember in that in that opening thing, uh, and of course like totally different from what a day to remember does. But they even made the comment of like, you know, we really like a day to remember for supporting bands who have been really supportive of them, and they they reach back out into the community and they try and like pull these bands up and like you know whoever they feel really strongly about again, kind of staying true to themselves in the art form itself. Yeah, and that's I mean. I think the the weirdest tour I probably saw them on was um, it was Chiodos, uh, Motionless in White, uh, bless uh, sorry not Bless of All, Bring Me the Horizon. That could and then a day to remember. To me, that makes that bill though makes some sense. It don't no, no it makes sense, but I was really surprised because like Chiodos was the opener. Yeah, and I was like, wait a second, where is this? How is this ranking working? Sure, uh, but uh, this was right before Bring Me the, Now. Bring Me the Horizon owns everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if they were ever to do a tour again with the day to remember, they do a co-headlining, yeah. most likely that yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, that was that was a great tour actually. That oh, I'm really, sure it was great. Yeah, really good. So we can get into our day to remember oh, yeah, experiences yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. in a little bit here. So I guess we should move on. So after for those of heart, their yeah. next album came out Homesick. in 2009. Was Homesick? Do you want to do the intro? Do you uh, want to do? The... I I don't want to. No, I oh. wouldn't. You know, honestly, I think it would do a total disservice. Probably. Uh, people would be ashamed, and I would be ashamed <laughs> of myself leaving this room. Sure, sure. <laughs> Let okay. me try it. Well, the let's at least say well, one thing we haven't really necessarily mentioned was um, A Day to Remember does gang vocals really, really well. They do gang vocals And they really were well. one of yeah. the first, if I, if I remember correctly, one of the first to actually do that. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. I don't know if they were else? necessarily the first to do it, but no, I no, think but like, they may do it. They pioneers may do it the best. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm just trying to think of any other bands around because even in 2005, when the first album came out, that was there was there were gang vocals on that one. There were a lot of gang vocals on that one, and again, maybe I just haven't listened to an, a, enough of that kind of like faster pop punk genre where I'm sure they probably do it a lot. And, yep. you know, I have a couple friends in bands who, you know, are really big on the gang vocals. So A Day to Remember can't be the only ones who do that. Probably not. No, no, no. But, no. but yeah, so they that's how they start this record. And that Exactly. That the downfall of us is, all. Oh, the downfall of us all. And I even mean, still, I think when they tour, that's what they typically open with. At least when I be. when I saw them, they open with a downfall of us all. Because that comes on and you're like, yep. here we go. Plus, they're probably... 
not sick of it, but you know when you do the same song over and over again that everyone loves? Sure. Yeah, so they probably want to get it out of the way. It's not going to be a, a encore song. No, but no. it's one of those songs, right, where, like, again, talking about straddling the genre and becoming more, you know, more diverse in their sound, but really honing that style of, you know, what they're really good at. Here, Here's a perfect example where basically the the opening riff is like this breakdown. They come out heavy. Super heavy. And then it goes into the verse, and it's more of this pop-punk, faster beat. And and they just end with like this breakdown-type thing. So it's like, again, this mishmash of genres that you don't get from any other band as well. Right. And you take that lyric, I think it's in the... Is it in the bridge or another breakdown? But it was that the... uh we sign three, four, five on the dotted line. That's you know, right. there's still something going on with. Exactly. I, I'm I'm assuming that's from their contract and their issues with their record label and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We can only assume whatever they're alluding to there. I yeah. don't know. It's it's unclear. But basically, it it could be that. It could just be the fact of you know. Again, after for those of heart, you know, they're really again on this exponential trajectory. Ah, expo- <laughs> exponential trajectory. Nice. Ooh, I'm having a hard time there. Uh, upwards here where they're really gaining a lot more mainstream success and, and really people are flocking to a day to remember, I think, at this point. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so, there's no doubt. I mean, that's when they got... Somehow I didn't hear about them before and then heard about them and then went back and went through their entire catalog. Um, but yeah, this is this was big time. Sure. So this was actually the year... It's funny, I should bring this up because I will catch shit from my wife <laughs> if I don't, but we started dating in 2009, actually, and... I actually got her into listening to A Day to Remember, and she loves A Day to Remember. We actually saw them together live. Oh, very cool. Um, when we were back when we were dating before we were married, and um, you know, this was kind of that that crossover for her where she listens to A Day to Remember. She's really hard to get to listen to new types of music, especially the she doesn't care for the screaming as much. I think that's what turns her off. But she loves A Day to Remember. Really loves Jeremy McKinnon and you know, all of this stuff. And it, it got her into listening to some heavier stuff like for the fallen dreams and like the ghost inside. So she's kind of mentioned in there, but I think of all of those, the data remember is definitely her favorite. That makes sense. Yeah. They, I mean, they are, they transcend sure. genres and, and everything. So yeah, sure. I can understand that. Yeah. I've taken a few girls to a data remember shows. They always enjoy themselves. So of it's course. not, it's, it's not my company. It's yeah. definitely the, a data mirror. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so now, what do you got on this? What do you got on this album for what's favorite your, song? Yeah, what's your big Mr. Highway's thinking about the end? Definitely. Again, I stay towards the heavier stuff, but that opening clean guitar and it just goes into that right from the get go breakdown. Maybe one of the heavier songs they've ever written. Yes, but yeah, definitely my favorite. Nice. I I was thinking maybe you were uh, New Jersey Legion Ice Tea. <laughs> that was. <laughs> Being from New Jersey, right? Like, yeah. So, so he did say that because I saw him in New Jersey. Mm. He's like, "Oh, we wrote a song about New Jersey," and then they started playing that when we saw them live. No, I mean, again, front to back, not a bad CD. Like, you can listen to this front to back, cover to cover, great CD all the way through. But Mister Highway is probably the high point for me. Nice. Uh, What about you? I actually, I mean, I think it has to be uh, downfall of us all. Really, because it got me into the band, technically. I think that has to be number one. But I also really love If It Means a Lot to You. Yeah. Like, I really like what they did with that that song. So that's their softer. And we didn't even mention this. They they had a soft song last album where the... um, the tagline, the the chorus was um, "You had me at hello" because they were kind of doing the movie. So yeah, on the name was treason. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, and then now, uh, for if it means a lot to you, they had a guest vocalist, and that was uh, Sarah uh, Kusterbeck. 
I think is how you say her name. Okay. Sierra, Sierra Kusterbeck. Um, but she does a really great job. And she I does. know I know they've had different, you know, celebrity people come in and sing that when you know sure. they're on tour with a, a band that has a woman vocalist or something, they'll have them come out and do it. Yeah. Um, but that's just a great dual back and forth song that has that awesome break at the end. Where, where they come back in with heavy. the whole band. Yeah, where yeah. the whole band comes in. Um, and I just always like that, too. And that's a really tough song to sing. Yeah, the like, range on that song is yeah. pretty... And then, again, same thing in the gang vocals at the end, where they all the whole band comes back and they're all singing at the end. Is You know, it's a great song. Yeah. I think, you know, if you ask my wife, right, her, her top songs would be If It Means A Lot mm-hmm. To You and Have Faith In Me. Oh, yeah, Have Faith In Me is a great song, too. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, every that's the thing. Once again, we're... we're putting each other on the spot asking for favorite songs because well, sure. what are you going to do? We're, we're trying to recommend things to people so that they'll live because you know, not everyone's just going to pick up an album. They're going to go on YouTube and they're not going to do a full album stream or anything. They're going to do a, let's look up a song then they're going to go buy it. Exactly. You know, we want to the give whole, them snippets right? of what what yeah. is the best, what should they go and listen to. Yeah. I mean, if they've never heard of A Day to Remember or never listened to any of these albums, what should yeah. they go and listen to? And these are the songs that we think they should listen to. Yeah, because you can always go on Spotify. Sure. You can do the Pandora station and then you can go purchase the albums. Because that's what I, I mean. The amount of a day to remember reissues and extra, you know, anything with um, live performances because they're so damn good. Yes. Like, I'll definitely get that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we always want we want more people to be listening to them as well. Yeah. And I think, right, we talked about their evolution kind of musically becoming more polished, becoming, you know, getting deeper into the genre that one they're very good at, but also expanding their their you know, their musical palette, so to speak here. If it means a lot to you is a good example of that, where they really do, you know, they come in with the heavier stuff at the end, the more rock stuff, but, you know, they really kind of do this polished acoustic song that is, I don't want to say uncharacteristic, but, you know, right, if you go from listening to Mr. Highways thinking about the end to if it means a lot to you, there's, you know, stark contrast there between those two songs. And again, just gives you the idea of the range that they're capable of putting out. That's what we were talking about before with maybe the diehards and the hardcores making fun of us for for you know putting this on a day to remember and giving them the, uh, giving them a whole show you know all that kind of stuff. Um, they kind of and I don't know if they started this or not, but a lot of hardcore screamo bands, metalcore, whatever, will almost always have one quote unquote soft song. Yeah, on their album. Exactly. And a day to remember tends to do that. They do. Yeah. So it's just a question of you know, who started it or whatever, but it doesn't matter because the song's still good. Sure. I don't care. That's not my, you know, every rocker has a soft side. Like yeah. that's not, that's not my style, but <laughs> I like these songs. Like it's yeah. just the way it is. I mean, this it's like when you made a fun ballad, of me. right? Yeah. I wasn't like, sure if that was like a, a slight at Brett Michaels and every rose has its thorn. No, no, no. That was <laughs> that. Um, have you ever seen the commercials for when they used to do? And I don't even think they probably do them anymore because most people download stuff and, you know, buy from iTunes and Amazon, sure. you know, whatever. Um, when they did the compilations of all the uh, hair bands in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was every rocker has his, <laughs> it was all the ballads and shit. Um, so I always remember that. It's the same as when monster trucks come to like a big arena and they're like, you pay for the entire seat, but you only need the edge. You know, that, <laughs> yeah, that yeah exactly. Yeah. So exactly. I didn't even bother to try and do a voice for that because I'm still getting over this cold. So <laughs> you I didn't started to there. I heard yeah, it. I was, it was I wanted to believe me. <laughs> I, I can't wait to do characters on this show again. That'll be awesome. So um, I think then after homesick, right? Yep. We go on to. What separates me from you? That's right, and this is their third release on Victory, and actually their last, their last original non-re-release 
on on victory records here. Yes. So this came out in 2010, so a year after Homesick, probably a little bit more than a year after yeah. Homesick. Which is, I love that when a band can do an album every year. That's correct. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll see when the next one comes out that then we had to wait for more time to to get it. But yes. Um. Now this album. I also enjoy. I mean, we're not even saying there. I love all this shit. Sure, so it's, of course, know, nothing. Um, but I'm gonna say the same thing again, cover to cover. Cover, I yeah, can listen cover to cover. Yeah, what cover. separates me from you? I, I swear, and and that's what's tough. I mean, for all the music we love, because we love it so much, there aren't that many albums, at least for me, where you can go cover to cover, or you can listen to basically over, on over, repeat. Yeah, right, yeah. and right. a day to remember, I think, stands out in my mind as one of those bands that you're absolutely correct. You can listen to on repeat. All like, the time. And now this might have been, for the single All I Want, Yeah, this one was really popular. This and was. I, I still, maybe it's just because I don't listen to the radio, but this one made its rounds because I know I heard this on TV shows. Sure. Um, you know, because there wasn't a whole lot of screaming on this song, right? No, no, no. All I Want doesn't really have a whole lot of screaming. Again, kind of more more towards the rock, you know, heavier punk side post-hardcore side but you're right no no screaming still you're going to get exactly that the heavy guitar the heavy drums you would expect from a day to remember but jerry mckinnon on this album especially does a lot more singing oh absolutely. It, bo- both this album and homesick you're going to see you know a lot more singing from from him and i think i mean i think this is when a lot more people like left the ba- i mean i think a lot of people jumped on sure but a lot of people left as well because they're like, yeah like like sellouts blah blah, blah well you know, exactly yeah. right because you see a band like that you're talking about oh i want getting you know play on radio and tv there's going to be people that are like well i like this band when they were underground i don't want to listen to them now that everybody listens to them now that you know all the teenage girls are listening to them and every high school kid is listening to them and whatever yep. but you know again good music is good music and it that, doesn't really matter right and that's kind of the way I want to look at things. Well, I, mean, it, I, don't want, I don't want to. I've already become jaded at my young age. I don't. Yeah, want Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. Was it? It, it might have been right around here, right before this. So Tom Denny was the former guitar player, and he left the band. Two thousand two thousand nine. Yeah. Yeah, and you had Kevin Scaff come in from Four Letter Lie to do guitar work on right. the band. So what's really interesting, I think, about this relationship, and you see it in their music videos from Homesick and What Separates Me From You, is Tom Denny is really still you know, a huge friend to the band and really influential. He helps them with all the recording. He makes these you know, cameo appearances in their music videos. So you know, still, again, like it wasn't this like parting on you know, they had some big falling out. Right. He's still a huge part of them. And again, what we said earlier about them staying true to their friends, their family, what they believe in and what they really want to make is music is like, this is another perfect example of such a situation. Yeah, totally. And that's, that's always nice to see. I mean, cause you know, the fodder for, you know, all oh, the guys a dick, like blah, blah, you know, that's always fun to talk about. Yeah. But in general, it's better to leave on amicable terms. Absolutely. And, Especially to be able to help him out later on, because he didn't go to join another band. He went to produce and to do all that kind of stuff, right? Exactly. So, yeah. Kind of focused on his family things. Yeah. yeah. Which is, he, that's great stuff. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he wanted to kind of branch, you know, not branch out, but kind of do his own thing that was separate from a day to remember and being in a band, it sounds like. Right. And I don't think there was a whole bunch of backlash no. for any of that kind of stuff. No, and style-wise, right? Like, I think Kevin Scaff fits right in with, you know, what a day to remember is trying to do. And, and you know, musically, they didn't change too drastically between homesick and what separates me from you yeah i didn't see a huge difference i mean they still have the really heavy songs and then they have the songs where jeremy's singing more and 
Yeah, I was. I mean, I still like this album a lot. This isn't this isn't my favorite album, but no, I agree. I do, I do enjoy it a lot. Yeah. So favorite track then for you? It might have to be. This is the house that that doubt built. Okay. That one might be it. And then I do love second sucks. Second sucks. I was yeah. gonna say that's probably my favorite. But it's so short. So that's why I wanted the full. It's like a two minute like, breakdown, right? Yeah, that's pretty much. I do enjoy, and the music video for that was a lot of fun. Yeah, because that was the video game one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I did enjoy that. Yes, <laughs> where they have like they did like the big actual production for for that music video where where they have kind of an intro part, like mm-hmm. reminiscent of Michael Jackson, although not quite as Luckily. you know heavy into it. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think yeah, Second Sex is a great album. Um, UB Tales, I'll Be Sonic is another one off of this that's just really heavy. I forgot I, I used that quote the other day too. So that's, yes, that's, that is a great song as well. Yeah, yeah. So all good songs. So this is where we get into that Victory Records dispute here. Sure. Yep. So, I, I mean, we can talk at least a little bit about, you know, what each of us knows about it or what we've heard about it. But as far as I understand, the dispute started over how many albums they were contractually obligated to produce yes. under Victory Records. And a data member said, hey, we we met that obligation you know, we produced all the albums. Victory Records said, hold on, wait, you didn't. And then it started to get nitpicky up to the point where Victory Records put an injunction on a day to remember and said, you know, we know you have a new album coming out. We're going to stop you from releasing that. We don't care that you recorded it on your own. You can't release it because we you're still under contract for us. And that took at least two years, maybe three years for them to go through all that litigation. Right. So I don't know. If you, yeah, you know, that's I mean, you always hear uh, a lot of times. I mean, more times than positive remarks. You hear a lot from bands where they think that their record label is taking advantage or something. Sure. Um, I don't, the way that it, Jeremy and the band talked about it, because first of all, they didn't even want to, it seemed anyways, they didn't even want to make a big deal about it. They weren't trying to drag victory through the mud, it seemed. Victory seemed to be, at least in the press view, like reading alternate uh, alternative press and all that kind of sure. stuff. It seemed like victory were taking more of the swipes than a day to remember were. Yeah, it's unclear. I don't want to read too much yeah, into that's, it that's or kind of make, part, right? make any assumptions, right? Because I think, especially with Victory, I think you hear a lot of bands yeah. that... Because I love have, a lot of Victory stuff. Like, I I support them. Absolutely. Like I do a lot of, yeah. You know, I compl- completely agree. We were just talking about Victory Records and all the great bands that they have had in the past and, and still, continue to have. I, yeah, I still, I still like a lot of bands on Victory, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't want to... You know, I'm not trying to take pot shots at either Victory no. Records or a day to remember here. You can only go by what you read. Exactly. that's what I remember reading so i i you know i think you know both victory and a data remember neither of them wanted to get screwed over and i think most importantly a data remember didn't want to screw over their fans they wanted you know we had they had this new album coming out they basically as far as i understand in florida jeremy mckinnon built a recording studio in his house and said we're going to do this all ourselves yeah and that's what they did they released it on their own record label um except there was it was supposed to come out and then it was delayed by I don't know, long. six, eight months, yeah. maybe even Which longer than that. Which is killer when you're waiting for the band that you love to come out with an album. Yeah, because yeah. like I said, I had probably seen them in maybe 2011 and, or 2012, and they're like, we have a new album coming out. It's called Common Courtesy. They announced it, and then you're, like, you're just looking for it. And I was like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And then Didn't they announce or didn't they... Didn't they go ahead and release Violence? They did I release think? Violence. A and long, long time ago. Oh, it like, was it was like it was probably a year, a year and a half ahead of the release of the album. Because which is crazy. Just to give you an idea, right, of how protracted this debate was between 
a day to remember on victory records. But finally, so they got through all that litigation. They, they were able to finally sell their record again, and they released Common Courtesy in 2013 on their own record label. Right. And, you know, a lot of it you hear... I think lyrically, musically, again, expanding their palette, but there's there's a lot of lyrical stuff where you hear in this about I, I what could be allusions to their debate with you know Victory Records. I I especially think so. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I'll tell a personal story about this sure. one because why not? It's a podcast. Um, I with one of my major major um, ex girlfriends, uh, we had gotten back together after breaking up and. This album came out, and I remember she was, um, in her words, sabotaging the relationship because she was mad at me. And I remember listening. I can still remember the moment. I was at the gym. I was um, I was working out, and I heard Best of Me. Yep. And I just listened to the lyrics, and I go, fuck. <laughs> this is exactly like they're talking about a record label, most likely. Sure. Dispute. But the lyrics work so well for a relationship that just doesn't work. Yeah. And that was when I was like, oh, I got to get this situated. But I still remember that's And music has played major parts in my life in that kind of thing. Well, where, I think in both of our lives, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Where, yeah, major events are are like music is either playing in the background or you remember specific songs for a certain I mean you remember sure. um, starting to date your wife yeah. when you know homesick came out and like at our wedding that. when we came in you know how they announce you when they you know went for I, first I've time heard. ever Mr. I've and heard. Mrs. so ever <laughs> so when we came into that to the reception they played second suck oh, right, that right, was right. our song oh. and they they have that huge intro where it's like the staticky stuff mm-hmm. and Melissa wouldn't let me go out and she's like we have to wait for the bass to drop like, oh, very we nice. weren't allowed to go out and walk on the stage until... and She's absolutely right. I mean, well, no, I, I completely agreed. I was just like, at that point, you're a little nervous. You've got, you know, 100 plus of your family and friends there. You're like, okay, let's let's just get this over with. Um, yeah, that's what every woman wants to hear as well. <laughs> I'm sure. Again, yeah, I'll catch shit for this later when she listens to it. Um, but yeah, so come, so come and Courtesy, favorite yeah. favorite song for you. Well, it has to be, it still has to be Best of Me. Like Still it can, yeah. Okay. It, it has to be that. Um, okay. I once again front to back. Yep. But that's that's my one. Sure. Yep. Um, what about yourself? Sometimes you're the hammer. Sometimes you're uh, the nail. There you go. I again heavy. That one, it's really heavy, and then they have that really really deep like um, like bridge or just yeah where they go acoustic right. They don't go acoustic. Or it's just it, clean guitar. It's just very clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah. clean guitar. I love that, and that that part is great too. The lyrics that they use in that in that part are awesome. Yep. Yeah. That, this is and, a great album. Yeah, this life is. lessons learned the hard way is also just another. I mean, right? Like you want to talk about second socks and a short song that's just a breakdown, yeah. but they, there's a, you know a, a a perfect point. They have that bomb drop in the middle of it. Oh yes. <laughs> that well, I mean, sound effect. City of Ocala is great. Of right course. back at right back at it again. It's so much fun. It, it like, is. It's yeah. just really fun. And they really get you know if you see them live where they play a lot of these songs, they get the crowd really energized and worked up, and they're jumping around on stage. And oh yeah, know, it's great. Yeah, they're one of the most energetic bands I've I've seen, and they put a lot into their backgrounds as well when they have the money to do it. Yeah, like all that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah, and they do another. 
um, softer song, um, I'm Already Gone. They do. Is, is soft, but it's still good. And I think what's interesting about the softer songs on this record is you hear some con- almost country influences. I don't I, I don't want to say that in a bad way. Yeah, I normally say that in a bad way. <laughs> but I, I know, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm prefacing it here. But right, you hear, you hear some different influences coming in again, just f- continuing to really expand musically what they're capable of doing, right? Like, again, they go from, you know, right back at it again in City of Akala to, you know, uh, what we talked about, The Best of Me. They oh, do, yeah, yeah. do yeah. that. Um, they do Life Lessons Learned the Hard Way and Sometimes You're the Hammer, right? Like, all of these songs, again, just this huge variety of, yeah. of different well, music. Look at Violence. I mean... Exactly. Violence is a crazy song. It like, is. It's really heavy. Yes. Yeah, so... Going and they go from I'm already gone, which I already mentioned was a yep. soft one with with possible country aspects influences to right into violence. Yep. Which I I mean when I hear country music I go into violence too. <laughs> but um. Tsh. So That's anyways, right. Yep. I had to go for it. Yeah. So anticipations for a day to remember 2016. I know <sighs> Alternative Press just had an a, you know an interview with with Jeremy McKinnon talking about all the you know his side projects his producing which it's we so should many. talk about yeah. yeah so yeah i think that's what's also really impressive with jeremy mckinnon so in addition to building this studio he's been the producer on a number of albums and bands that i like uh, and done guest vocals and do you have a list yeah so actually the two notable ones here are he did the two of the ghost inside albums he oh, did right. get what you give and dear youth uh, he, he was the producer on both those albums. And then my favorite guest vocal spot from him is from my other favorite band is for the Fallen Dreams when he did the guest vocal spot on See, Nightmares. I have not listened to that yet. Okay. So I have to. Yeah. Yes. And okay. for the Fallen Dreams, I think, you know, I, at least personally, I could probably do a whole episode myself. Yeah, well, sure. <laughs> just talking about them. I love for the Fallen Dreams. Um, but yeah, so he does all of these guest spots. And I don't know, at least it might have been in that article where he's basically like, you know, when he's doing these productions, I think it was on Neck Deep, especially, where oh. he's like, you know, you're doing, you know, you guys are doing really great. I, I just read an article about Neck Deep and they asked him to like do guest vocals on the one thing. Like he doesn't, he's not trying to step on anyone's toes. They're just like, no, no, no. We want you to do guest vocals. Yeah. You have, <laughs> yeah. You have such a great clean voice. Yeah. Like, can you bring that to what we're doing? Oh, absolutely. So do you yeah. think they'll put something out in 2016? I just, I didn't get that feeling. I don't get I don't, it either. Yeah, see, that's that's the scary part. Yeah, I don't get that feeling because, so the last one was 2013. I mean, we're already gone two years going into the third. Yep. So I am a little worried about that. I mean, as long as they're happy doing whatever, like, that's fine. But I would love another Day to Remember record. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? They claim that they're constantly writing stuff and they'll put out whatever when they're ready to put it out. And I don't, I don't not believe that I, I totally believe that they're constantly writing stuff i think yeah. as musicians you all constantly are but yeah I'm, I'm a little cautious to get into that you know there definitely will be i mean maybe if if anything it's probably going to be fall or winter this year if anything if we haven't heard about it yet it's probably not until later yeah unless they're just keeping it really really under wraps here and they're just going to spring it on everybody because they're on their own record label now yep. they can do whatever they can do that that is true they so. could just do that whole i'll announce and do two songs per month like they could easily do anything like that that they wanted to yeah yeah so i mean hopefully do the beyonce thing where just like all of a sudden like they just spring the record see i wasn't gonna say <laughs> that but <laughs> did she do that i believe so oh okay. i mean it may have been like 
it may have been hyped a little bit, but yeah, I believe it was kind of uh, like this surprise where like all of a sudden she had a whole record. See, I thought you were going to make fun of you too and have the oh. whole, it was just hey, gonna now be it's just on your shit. It was like, going to be in everybody's iTunes. And you have to go through special, special steps to get rid of it. Listen, it's a it's a Bono humanitarian mission. He's just trying to get his music to everyone. He just wants everyone to listen to his music for humanitarian purposes. That's why I'm so lucky I don't own any Apple products because I <laughs> never had to deal with that. Yeah. No, that was actually nice. Um yeah, I would, I mean, look, hopefully we're opening up some people's eyes and hopefully, you know, people listening will give A Day to Remember either a first chance or a second chance or just continue listening to them because they already love them. Absolutely. Um, but you've got five albums. Five full lengths. Five yep. full lengths and EPs that you can go take a listen to and actually Some re-releases so, with some extra tracks on yeah. them outside of what they originally released. Two major, two major... Um, uh, cover song so you got since you've been gone that's right and then you've also got the uh the cable car song um ah shit by uh yeah the fray the fray yeah, yeah. and i thought the over my head cable whatever yeah, yeah. parenthesis cable car something like that or cable car parenthesis over my head yep something like that um but they do covers very well too they're another band that if you if they just decided to do a whole album of covers i think they could do i it. think they could easily do it and yeah. again it would be very much a day to remember very much in their style yeah and I think that'd be fun. Like maybe, be. I mean, maybe they just don't care because they're so good at making original music. Sure. But they could easily, like, that'd be fun too if they, especially being, um, you know, they can just self-release it. Sure. And have fun that way. Yep. But yeah, I would hope, I would hope for something in 2016, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, kind of in the same boat here. You know, I really, because I, I really love a day to remember. I hope they, you know, put something out coming up here, but I'm not holding my breath either. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, let's switch gears. Sure. We've done our we've done our focus on uh, a day to remember. So, what are you besides? I know you were listening to some a day to remember to get ready for this. I was, but not what, that I needed to. <laughs> well, no, no. I I think we could. The only thing I wish, like I said, is I wish we could play clips of songs, and maybe we can at some point. Maybe I just haven't read all the laws correctly, but sure. I just didn't want things ripped down by iTunes and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. No, I completely yeah. agree. But I mean, they put movie clips into their first album. On a like a no name record label. So, yeah, I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know either. But so hopefully, maybe you know, maybe it's something Ian and I need to look into for the future and yeah. see if we could play some clips of stuff here. Because that'd be fun. That'd be I fun. agree. Uh, but so instead of that, what uh, what have you been listening to? Recently? Sure. So or recommendations at all? Yeah, yeah. So I can do both at the same okay. time here. So what I've currently been listening to, kind of outside of this genre, is a lot of instrumental rock stuff. But I won't go too much into that. But stuff like Explosions in the Sky, Saxon Shore. Uh, Russian Circles, um, any kind of those bands. If you like Explosions in the Sky and kind of want that chill-out type music, if this doesn't get you chilled out like it does for Ian and I, <laughs> then you can go listen to stuff with no vocals. Um, but kind of in this genre, I was listening to the latest lead singer syndrome, as I think we always talk about on this podcast here. We do. Um, but it had the lead vocalist from Emory. And what it caused me to do was last <laughs> night I went down the rat hole yep. of, like, let me find – all of the old Emery stuff that I listened to, starting with Walls and listening to, you know, a couple tracks from the week's end, a couple of tracks from the question. I think they're going to be on tour doing the whole question, mm. which is, you know, studying politics, right? Like, yeah. Great, great oh, yeah. Song. No, no. I, I love I loved that initial, even up to Cutthroat, uh, that yeah. album yeah but i did the same thing i listened to that damn podcast exactly and, then, <laughs> and it is a lot of fun like, and, and i forgot he had that southern twang to his like it only comes out sometimes when he does acoustic stuff sure but i completely forgot yeah you don't that. really hear it when they do their heavier emery type stuff 
And then um, they, they started mentioning some of these other like bigger tooth and nail screamo bands. And it got me going again down the hole here of like what you recommend. But then this morning I was listening to The Beautiful Mistake. If you remember like Blast from the Past here, A Thorn for Every Heart. So like these oh, like, thorn for every heart. really Holy like, shit. right. Like arms bend back. I was listening to like some really early, like screamo stuff that I haven't listened to in 10 or 12 years. Did now. you, did you listen to beloved? Uh, I don't know. Oh, yes. Emery brought that up. Okay. Uh, lead to, I, I forgot his name. Um, Toby Morrell, I think it is. Sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. I just, I messed up with that one, but, um, yeah, he, he brought up Beloved, and he also brought up the beautiful mistake that I had completely forgotten about as well. I had forgotten about Light a Match yeah. for I Deserve to Burn. Like, yeah. So I was listening to that CD this morning because I remember, like, remember again, 10, 12 years ago having that CD and really liking it. I haven't listened to that stuff. But you know, if you haven't listened to that stuff because it is older stuff, a lot of those bands aren't even together anymore. Um, they like long gone. But long, yeah, long definitely gone. go listen to that stuff. My recommendation would be something that was on my list for my top albums last week that I mentioned was the band Household. So if you like uh, La Dispute, Touche Amore, Defeater, those type bands, go listen to Household. Kind of in the same vein here. Um, their album, their latest album that came out last year is called Time Spent. I, I think it's really musically. It's an excellent album. Really beautiful, uh, you know, musical work. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah, that works. So how about you? So I did the same thing with Emery. Okay. Um, I would also, I'm glad I wasn't the only one. No, 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 for sure. Um, because I just started, like, when he played, and that's another thing. I mean, I'm sure Shane can get people's permission to play their music, like, right after he's done with the podcast. Yeah. So at the end of his podcast, he played Walls. He did. And I was just screaming along with that song while I was cooking last night. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just rocking out. Um, Talk about a great opening track. Oh, it's so yeah, I wish I could just. I want to scream it now. Um, <laughs> I, I will. I will not do that. Um, I would also like to recommend because he brought it up in the uh, podcast. Um, what is it? Um, I'm. I'm. A, I'm not the man. Ah, crap. Sorry, I screwed. I'm it only up. a man. I'm only a man. Yeah, which is their third album, I believe. That sounds right. Yeah, that album, like, did not do well for them sure. money-wise, and that's what he was talking about. You know, did well for bringing in people, but money-wise and, like, hitting big. Is that, that the album with a party song on it? Yes. Yeah. That album is awesome. Yeah. And it's a story throughout. It's a concept album, um, and I love I love that album. Sure. So I like to recommend that for people who never got a chance to listen to it. I think really all of Emery's work, I think, or yeah, a lot of Emery's work. I didn't realize they released an album last year. I yeah. need to go back and dig into it. I'm three after their other singer left is when I stopped. Yeah. So I might go back and listen to some more. Yeah, it's but, on my yeah. list to re, you know, re get into Emery. Kind of the, almost the same way with Silverstein, right? Like right. there's a band that's out there and still putting out music and still touring, even though right they're so much older. I think he's Toby was saying how he's going to be forty, which oh, yeah. was making me say, "Holy shit, yeah. we're getting old." Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, "Wow." So when I saw them, I was only you know like this eight, like really young. Yeah. So. Um, oh, and also, might as well mention this too, since sure. we're talking about Shane um, and Lead Singer Syndrome podcast. He's releasing his, or is going to be announcing his solo stuff. That's right. On this Friday, I believe. So, if you liked what we were talking about when we talked about Silverstein, you might want to check out because I have no idea what his, uh, like his self. Um, you know, side project stuff is like, sure. I don't know what his solo. I don't know if he'll be doing acoustic. I don't know if he's doing another rock band. Like I have no idea what he's doing. Yep. So I'm going to be interested to see it on, on Friday. So hopefully he'll 
you know have some tracks or something that he can release that'd be great yeah that would be excellent yeah i don't even know i, I don't even know what it what it's called what any of it he, I don't he's think been he's very tight-lipped yeah. about it yeah but so, it's exciting to see what he's going to put out yeah that'll be interesting and then i guess as a i want to make a past recommendation as well sure um i just started listening to them again they're just a bit they ha- they're a band that had one album very young kids they broke up and then they came back and did one more song and teased like they were coming back last year. And then no, I have no idea what happened to them. They did one song on their website, um, but their name is Scarlett O'Hara. Okay. And they have one album, and it is just such a great metalcore album front to back. Okay. And I wish I don't think I've ever listened to them. Or no, I'm, they I weren't big. To them like vague, you know briefly. Yeah. yeah, they weren't. They weren't big at all. Um, but. It's just they really hit something like they struck magic, I think, with that. And it's too bad. They're probably too young and it just didn't work with the touring and all that kind of stuff. Sure. But I really wish they'd come back with a mature second album. But I think the song they released to kind of get everyone back was a Let's Get Drunk song. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. And it was a metal core like Let's Get Drunk. And I was like, oh, they didn't mature. That's that's not. But none of their music that I could tell from the first album was like that. Got so it. I don't know if they were just trying to capture something else that, you know. Yeah, know. who but, knows? But yeah, so Scarlett O'Hara, they've only got one album, so check that out. That's right. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think, you know, we won't even go to upcoming concerts because there hasn't been anything really announced, at least for our area. Yeah. I, I haven't heard any. You know, we're in a lull right now. Yeah. I think this time of year, come come the springtime, I think things will start to ramp up a little bit again. But Yeah, uh, March for sure. Yeah. I've got tons of shows. And that's the other one of the other bands I've been listening to, Bless the Fall. Because they're coming around, of so yeah, they're awesome. Um, so yeah, I think uh, Craig, do you have any plugs? Because I actually, I'll plug the other stuff if you've got. Yeah, besides listening to our podcast, getting it out there to our, fr- you know, to you know your friends, anybody who really likes this music, subscribing and rating us on iTunes. I think that's it for me. There you go. All right. Yeah. If you want, um, if you have suggestions, if you have comments, whatever, you know, you want us to talk about a certain band or you want to know more about a certain band, uh, you can email us at ianhates at gmail.com you can also uh, you know follow us on twitter and also tweet us Um, it's ian hates ian hates podcast so at ian hates podcast yep and then not only do we have the ian hates music we have ian hates movies which should be just look up ian hates on uh on itunes and subscribe and hopefully review and rate and tonight i am doing the next episode which should hopefully be up tomorrow at least and we are doing uh, the never-ending story. Oh, yeah! I decided to switch it up. I'm gonna do. We did a brand new movie last week. We'll do a old classic this week, and then I'll take it from there. Because I'm gonna do movies I love. I'm gonna do movies I hate. That's I, right. I personally do love the never-ending story, so sure. I'm looking forward to talking about this. Um, but yeah, I think that's all the plugs. So that's Craig, it. Anything else to say? No, nothing for me. All right. Well, thank you, Craig, and I will. Thanks I will him. say what I always do: uh, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.